catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History point of Tie game with five seconds remaining. Balotelli. Aguero. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Fuller. himself. Nice. Um, we're just going to interview Frankie a little bit. I don't know if any of all of you know, but who actually knew that Frankie was a soccer star growing up? Anyone? Any hands? Any hands? Anyone? No? no. Well, a bit of background from um, Frank. He's grew up in Chip. Is that right? Yeah, Chip. Born Chip. and bred. Born and bred in Chip. Um, Went over to – I'm going to fucking stuff this name up. Is it Impolo? Is Emily? that how you say it? Yeah. In Philly? Yeah. How old were you when you went over there? 18. So 18. Yeah. What was it like growing up from – being in Chet, what was it like growing up in a non-soccer like community? Because all of us boys probably grew up playing AFL. What was it like for you growing up playing soccer? It was good. For, I'll just say thanks first. I'll just say thanks for having me. Hey, right. um, You're our first local legend. So awesome. how's, how's it make you feel? No, nah, it's good. Thank <laughs> you. It's a privilege. Yeah. But um, yeah. thanks for having me on. It's awesome what you guys are doing. Um, keep it up. Privilege to be a part of it. But um, yeah, right. to answer your question, it was um, obviously the soccer community growing up was a lot smaller community um, than what it is today. So I had I got an older brother. He, he played, and then I was like hanging with the, the older kids, so to speak. So. Yeah, it was a smaller community than what the footy community is. Where'd um, you start off in in Shepparton playing football? Yeah, so Shep South. So, oh, it's a South boy? Yeah, so Shep South. How, how'd you find, like, growing up with sort of when I was growing up playing it, all the brothers as well, they knew you, like, sort of the, the ethnic part of it and sort of, like, the division between clubs and how that influenced the actual game, like, going against... very much, like, you got, like, obviously Shep United, Greek Orthodox, Shep Orthodox. It was, like... Pretty much like all the ethnic, all the ethnic communities um, have their own team that they they go and support. I suppose that was more of a community thing yeah. for them. They don't have like they didn't have much of a community, so the, the sporting club for them was their own little community within themselves. Yeah, yeah, and it did sort of help, like. Like you said, like everyone, you had the Greeks, you had the Massos and everything. Yeah. Sort of felt like there was, yeah, those communities within itself. Like I always grew up soccer dominated um, and just seeing that. But like you found it, did you find it as much as I did, such a good way to, you know, meet all these different cultures and how much that influenced actually Shep as a whole city? I'm, I, to be honest, I hung around a lot of the footy boys growing up. Yeah. Um, so like I, was, I played soccer, I was good at soccer, but most, most of my mates at, at school Played footy. Yeah. Um, I didn't really sort of knock about with the soccer community outside of soccer. Yeah. Uh, but but playing-wise, like, there was definitely the ethnical influence when it comes to playing and, you know, the rivalry, so to speak, mm. um, was very much ethnic-driven. Ethnic yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, interesting. Yep. So how do, you, how do you go from being a 17, 18-year-old from Shep yeah. to all of a sudden being on the other side of the world? In, were they in Syria R then? Or Syria, Syria, yeah, yeah, Syria R. So one of the top five leagues, soccer leagues in the world, yeah. Europe. How do you go from being a 17, 18-year-old in Shep and then all of a sudden you're playing overseas? Oh, it's, like, thinking back, it's a real – like when you're doing it, it's really 
different. Like, you know, you're getting police escorted into the stadiums, yes. you're getting um, you know, a private planes to games. And, um, it's, it is a different world, so to speak, but it, it, it's become – it's normal when you're doing it. Yeah. Um, it's nothing like – you don't expect it. But when you look – when you when I sit back now and look back, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty it's cool. It's yeah. different. You know, it's a lot different. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily like pinch myself, but it's like you do work hard and you do train hard to get to, yeah. to get there. So, like, I didn't take it for granted. Um, but, yeah, it's, I suppose it's just part of it. Yeah. But it, it just becomes part of, of life. Yeah. And how how were you over there? Like, did you have the family that came with you or you were just over there and you sort of just had to find your own feet? Sort yeah, you've got to get used to being alone, I suppose. Like, yeah. yeah. It's very it's a very, like, lonely place. Yeah. Um, you just got to make friends and just train. It's It's Boring in a way, but yeah. yeah. But and like, in, in well, well, how does that like influence your game when you're playing? You know, like on all alone, pretty much on the other side of the world. Yeah. You know, like is that the drive that you need to you know push to be that star so you can keep making the friends? And yes, probably it's one of the biggest hurdles because it's easy to do it when you've got close mates around or family around. Yeah, um, I suppose that's that's the beauty of the A League because you can you know in, get your foot in the door. Yep. by being around your environment where you feel comfortable, mm. um, where Going over at eighteen and just being exposed to, you just have to learn quick and grow quick and get street smart real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So you were over there for two years, is that right? Two or three years? Yeah, I signed a four-year deal. Um, two years I was there for. Yeah. Yeah. You come back to Melbourne and you were playing around in the Melbourne Melbourne leagues, is that right? Yeah, I had um, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of a contract dispute. Yeah. Um, like leaving Italy, we got relegated, and then. Um, yeah, the coaches change, etc. Then yeah. I came, came back to Melbourne, um, playing the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. Is that before the A League was formed? It was. Uh, no, the A League had already been formed. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think they had a quota of 20 players per squad. Yeah, right. Um, back when it was formed. So it's still obviously a good standard of football, though. The, the Premier League. Oh, I was a huge drop Unreal. down. Yeah. It yeah. was a huge drop down. Like, yeah. It was, and you went overseas in the Scotland League. Yeah. How does how did how do you even get found from playing in the Premier League to all of a sudden a scout's come out to oh, watch us? Is this more like in, people you know or yeah. play agents and they're like, you know, do you want to head over to Scotland? I was like, all right, I was, I think I was twenty four at the time, and I was like, yeah, I'll give it another crack, go back to Europe. Yeah, I always wanted to play in England. Um, obviously, I was in Italy, so I thought I'd go to Scotland. And that'd be, be a good sort of stepping stone to yeah. hopefully get across to England. And just went on trial. Obviously, got offered a contract and then. Just went from there. Yeah, right. That's interesting. What's the like? I know the difference between like a GV league or a KDFL league compared to even like an AFL. Like, what's the biggest difference between uh, European soccer league, whereas it's a Serie A or Scotland, compared to what an A league would be? Is it just I think skill of the game, pace? No, I reckon what happens is like between the age of say seventeen and twenty in Europe, there's like five to eight professional divisions you can play in. Yep. Where Australia's only got one. Yeah. So if you don't make an A League squad, you've got to then go back to a club that's training twice a week or three times yeah. a week. Yeah. Where in Europe, if that happens, you can go down a division. If you don't make that, you can go down another division. Yeah. And you're still professional. Yeah. So and you're getting full time training. So then by the time you're like, you know, nineteen or twenty, you've had a still two or three years of full time environment. Yeah. Um, so if you're a late bloomer or you know, late developer, you can still really kick on. Where in Australia, what happens? Because it's only the one league. I think that's the biggest difference. I think at 17, 18, if you've got talent, 
when you go overseas, you're pretty much mixing it with the best. Yep. It's just what happens in that sort of next 12 to 14, you know, any month period. So with the Australian sort of setup that they have now, how are you finding now that they've brought in, you know, like the MPL? So Victoria's got their MPL, Queensland, New South, every state. Are you thinking that, you know, what Australia actually needs for a bit more push is, you know, for the A-League to possibly have that relegation zone. And, well, you, you look at, you know, the FFA Cup and you've got like Heidelberg and whatnot taking on Perth Glory and, you know, taking victories out against them. So do you think that that's sort of what the A-League needs to push towards more is bringing that relegation zone and then you can bring in new clubs, more money, you know, start getting more exposure out there for everyone who's up and coming? Yeah, 100%. Like 100% uh, Australia... If they brought in promotion relegations into Australian football, mm. it'd, it'd go just straight over to the next level. Yeah. yeah. Well, abs- like what we're saying, like in a, you know, non-football, like non-soccer dominated countries, cities, whatever, it is sort of starting to, we're seeing a bit more of a rise in the A-League. But yeah, like just pushing more towards that. You think that's going to get the money injected into these clubs and then yeah, we're going to start seeing that, off. you know, that English style of football brought over to Australia. You get crowd numbers up. Like, I don't know, the A-League really struggling. Like as for crowd numbers, yeah, with the footy, two bad teams play, there's still twenty five thousand people there. Yeah, right. So it's like it's really good. Whereas I think Australia's, yeah, it's definitely got a really challenging next twelve to eighteen months for soccer in Australia. Yeah, you know, it's a huge bonus that Australia may qualify for the World Cup. Mm. It's excellent, but I think promotion relegation could be a really yeah, well, do you think that's going to help push for the Socceroos? So, you know, when we look at the the golden era of that 2006, you know, we had all those Premier League players and now it looks like it's starting to be a lot more up-and-coming superstars from the A-League. Do you think, yeah, just keep pushing this way and well, that's yes. how Australia is going to yeah, further? Like you, just like, you could also almost imagine like the GB Suns being able to play in the A-League. Yeah. You know, yeah. like straight away, I'd go and watch. Yeah. You know, and, and just anyone would think far out. They've got a chance of playing in the A-League. You know, this weekend's a playoff match. Yeah. They'll pull a good numbers. Well, obviously, you need the financial backing, but, you know, it, it, in, as, a, as a whole, I think that's what it needs because you'll get individuals who will finance these clubs to see them reach those heights. And I think it does. It's going to do a lot more for each city individually. Like, you know, when we saw the rep comps, like we had Rivers and everything, and for as much as that was GV, Wodonga and everything, do we want to see more local clubs having that push that even then it's the cash flow into a, into a city that helps their economy, helps them oh, out. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It helps, it helps the towns for accommodation, tourism as a whole helps young kids coming up wanting to play the game. Yeah. I think as a whole, it's something that needs to really be considered. Yeah. So when you came back to Shepparton, uh, a few, did you play, uh, clubs before like GV Suns was formed. I know that was only in the last decade or so. Yeah. Um, so did you have, you know, ties in with any of the clubs when you came back? Uh, no, I pretty much played like Premier League in Melbourne. And then I, when the GV Suns was formed, I thought it was excellent. Mm. And, um, I did come back for the debut season. Yep. Um, and was a part of it. It was a hard season. Mm. We got relegated. Um, you know, it was... What, um, what league, like what NPL did you start off in? NPL. So you were top, top flight, yeah, yeah, before Divs, yeah. I think it was when they reconfigured the whole league. Yeah, they nice. Like, I think Bendigo City, Ballarat. Was it Murray United? Murray they, United, yeah. yeah. And then Jerry Sons. So obviously playing overseas and NPL, GV Sons. Um, I know, is it Vince Greller and... Vince Grella and Mark Bresciano played for Empore. Yeah, is that yeah. right? Were they there when you were there? 
um, I'm pretty sure I just got sold to Palmer. Yep. And Vince Scala, yeah. Yeah. Was a teammate. So, um, who is there any other notable players that, oh, yeah, that the were there? Like, simply like Antonio Di Natale. Yeah. I think he's like the all time leading uh, Serie A scorer. Yeah. He was there, Tommaso Rocchi, Luca Bucci, there was some. Vinigrella, yeah. um, there's some excellent players. And obviously he would have played against some of the... Play, yeah, training yeah. with him every day. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. Do you still, do you still have contact with him? Like, did you still... Nah, not really. It's talk like, to him or... No, nah, not at all, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of like different. I'm obviously doing my thing with... Um, I guess, with... I think, I guess soccer's sort of different to what AFL is because you have so many players come in and out. Like, players will be on loan for a year or players are bought and sold and... It's sort of more of a it's a business side yeah. of things more than a sport, I guess you could say, because you have yeah so many influx of players coming and leaving side of thing, I guess you could say. Like yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. You sort of like you get to know them really well when you're playing with them. Yeah, and then you might move to another club. They move to another club, and you rarely like I well I rarely kept in touch with people. Only they're only sort of coming into contact with them for a year. Yeah, two years and then they're out. Yeah, like people like Vince, Vince Leo, who's local. Like I've kept in touch with him. Yeah, it was different because we grew up together. Yeah, um, yeah. So, it's, but yeah, with the players, even even like coming through like the the younger national sides and stuff. Like I've kept in touch with a few of those guys. Yeah, do you sort of get to see that difference in from you know league level, like club level? Obviously, you play with people, you still keep in touch because it's local. Do you get that sense of how much it is actually a business, you know, once you start going to other clubs and just how quickly ties are sort of lost and whatnot? Yeah, very much so. Like, as soon as you start playing for money, yeah, that's when it becomes business as opposed to just something you love and you're passionate for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, no time for modesty on the podcast. We know Corey's kicked 19 one day, as he's, been, as he's told us plenty of times. What's the best game you've ever played? And no, oh. modesty is not a thing. I won the game. I scored three goals against Roma, but like, um, I was playing for the AIS. That was, that was not bad. Yeah. yeah, that was not bad. Yeah, yeah, three get, goals against Roma. That was pretty good. Bad, like, that was not bad. Do you get yeah. Do you get treated like a king? Like, if you're over in like playing Syria, R, yeah. are you like? Can you walk down the street or not? Yeah, like it, it's, it's just one of those things. If you're doing well, everyone loves you. Yeah. When you're doing bad, everyone hates you. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to talk to you. Yeah, it's yeah. very much like that. Yeah, how, really. how is the – so obviously having like Italian background yourself, like once you're over there and you, you feel the culture of football, yeah. how, how is it different over there compared to, you know, how it felt it's here? totally like, different. Like even though Italian background, Italian past, whatever, when I'm over there, I was still classed as an import Yeah, because um, I wasn't like a born and bred. But it's really cutthroat. Like the year we were getting relegated, um, I was obviously 18. Like I was a squad player training. The like the crowd, like they would come and they would sometimes, you know, they you'd get abused at training. Like not so much me, but the players that were playing yeah. eleven, like they'd they'd feel the pressure because it just meant so much. To people knowing the fact that their teams were going to get relegated. Yeah, um, it's it is like they live for it. It's it's really it's really different. Yeah, is it is it nice though? Like to to feel that embrace, you know, even if it's negative, positive, but just knowing that that's the culture that they're looking to you guys to bring something to their city. Of course, there's so much meaning, you know, so it just makes you play a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're just like, it, it means so much to the town. It just means that like the people you've got, you know, you, you have grandpa taking grandson mm. and they, and it's just one of those things that's just, it's just inbred in them. Yeah. Yeah. We're here in Australia. So there's so many, we're good at so many, 
sports. Mm. There's not one key sport, probably like footy's the closest that would get to it. Um, but yeah, like in Europe, it was just soccer and everyone just lives and breathes it. Mm. So moving on from your sporting career, going on to a professional sense, obviously starting the deck and being everyone here, obviously knowing you for the deck and obviously not knowing you as the gun soccer player you were, what was, um, what was your sort of philosophy behind when you started the deck? Did you ever think it would get as big as it is now? So uh, there's, how many decks have you got? Four? Four, four decks, around Victoria, yeah. yeah. Yeah, four decks. But look, it was actually something that I'd always wanted to do. Yeah. Because I have a chain of venues and everyone was just like, how are you going to do it? I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing it, but we're doing it. Just sort of winged it? Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. there's, there's like a bit of a method to the madness, but yeah, it's just, it's just happening. Yeah. Just sort of one step at a time type situation. Like, yeah, like you do one and then I was like, see an opportunity. Concept's cool. I really liked it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we do another one. It works. And then just built on from that. But how it came about, just we pretty much um, built a venue that everywhere, everyone's about welcome. Yeah. You know, and it was like somewhere where like, I'd, I'd, I'd attend. Yeah. So um, I'm a pretty boring person. I was like, but cool, I'd go there. And then it just seemed to, seemed to work. Yeah. Well, it definitely works. I know, like, I'm getting a bit on now, but I remember when we were like 18, 19 year olds. It was always like we were here every Sunday. Yeah. And I know, like, the kids my age or 18, 19 now, like, Every weekend, it's packed. Yeah. And I know that's not just Shep, but there's Shep, Geelong, Ballarat, Bendigo. Like, the deck is just moving forward and forward. Is there, like, do you still want to expand? Is there other places you're looking at going? Or Yeah, I would. Like, obviously, I'd, I'd love to keep expanding. Yeah. It's just I'll, with the moment, at the moment, staffing issues and problems you face in business. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep growing. Definitely going to keep growing it. But also maintain what we've got. Yeah. yeah. What was... What was it like through COVID? It was tough. Tough? It was hard, yeah. I, was, like, I think we closed all of them but Shep. We kept Shep going because we had a little bit of a – we were known for like, burger deliveries. Yeah. So we thought, you know, we'll, we'll emphasise on that, um, give the people a little bit to, you know, order as well because the burgers go right here. So it was yeah, like, all right, never, never bad. I reckon we could, um, you know, still service the community in that aspect and still keep in the circ- like social circles and keep the branding going. Yeah. So that was sort of that philosophy throughout COVID that, you know, a lot of people decide to shut up shop because it was easier, but the ones who stayed open are the ones who earned more customers. And, it was hard. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really hard. Like there's, there's nights here where I, was, I, was, I did deliveries myself, cooking in the kitchen just to keep it going, keep the cost down. Um, didn't, like it was just about staff retention for me, like keeping the staff, keeping key staff in jobs Yeah, because we lost so many staff from, from COVID and the ones that we kept, I think. So what would your advice be to a young, obviously we've started the podcast sort of, we don't know where it wants to go. We've probably got goals that are bigger than the tower behind us. Um, if you could tell any young you know, business person that wants to you know, start whatever it is, whether it's a cafe, a podcast or clothing shop, whatever, like, yeah. what would your advice to them be? Just go out and do it or just what have a crack? You have a crack. Um, be passionate, be persistent, and yeah, just and, and really have fun doing it. Yeah. Like, there's like, you know, like, like one of the things I love today is like everyone's it's, a, it's fun, it's a laugh, yeah. it's, you know, it's just and the crowd is here, it's pretty good for, the, for your first live podcast. Mm. Like, you know, use of this is what it's about, and this is how yeah. it grows. Um, there's no real, there's no real rules on how to do it. It's just, yeah. As long as you've got good intent, do it with a smile. So, a couple more for you. 
I know you mentioned Vince before, Vince Leia. So um, we've we've got a podcast coming up with Vince. I think we're doing it next Sunday, I believe, which yeah. is um, yeah, which is awesome. So I don't know. surely I'm more interested than him. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I'll have to get no, I'll have to good. get some dirt. I'll have to get some dirt off you. He was a good player for Vince. So um, yeah, Vince is. Uh, if, uh, the listeners here and the crowd is here. Vince is obviously born and bred in Shep, like Frank was. Um, went on to play, I think he spent about 10 to 12 years in A-League, I yeah, think, maybe even a bit longer. Playing. Yeah, what he, he started, so, started off at Victory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Victory, and Melbourne then Wellington. Phoenix, Wellington yeah. Phoenix, sorry, um, Perth Glory and Adelaide. So, um, yeah, had an amazing career. So, yeah, we're interviewing Vince next Sunday, I believe, which will be, which be good. Yep. Show, so. Yeah, so um, yeah, he's which a, is he's, good. He's a great bloke. I remember meeting him at a like soccer sort of uh, camp thing that they used to throw at McEwen, and um, yeah, just one of the nicest people. Photos, you know, with my family and everything. Made sure he was just more than happy to service everyone. So it'll be good. Like yeah, so excellent I'm, bloke. I remember when I like when we first got in contact with you, and then I met, sort of mentioned to you like, oh, you know, have you got? Uh, maybe Vince's number or anything, we sort of want to get in contact with him. And you sort of said to me, you're like, oh, don't worry about Vince, just message him, tell him that you're doing it, and I'll tell him just to, just to do it pretty was, much. Yeah, he'll do he's it. Pretty much he just said, just do it. Especially because local. Yeah. Like, he was, he's really, he was more than willing to give back to yeah, local. Nah. Um, so, uh, um, we appreciate that from you. That was good. Um, is there any, any guests you'd love to get on? Yeah. Here? In, in Shep, like Shep based? Yeah, have you got any, any hookups you can... <laughs> fit a, fit a networking while we're interviewing. Uh, I don't know who, 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 who would you want to hear? Who would you want to listen to? Someone with a good story. Someone, someone other yeah. than Brophy. <laughs> oh yeah, I can get. We've got a guest coming soon. You do? To, yeah, to, to, the deck. to the deck. So we could probably ask him to jump on. Yeah, right. That sounds that good. Yeah. We'll we'll, t- we'll tear it up off here. Yeah, done. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> One last question that I sort of wanted to ask all our guests that come on. If there was anything from your first day of preseason, yeah. when you were sort of starting out and you knew you were going to be a good soccer player, yeah. is there one thing you wish anyone told you or you knew from day dot, like piece of advice or anything, from, anything you learn along the way that you wish you knew? Probably from my side, like me personally, it would have been just be more be patient. Yeah, because like if I was if I was more patient, I kicked on a lot. Harder than I did. Yeah. Um, you just wanted everything then and there. Yeah. So how's yeah. how's that? So like, what what happened where, when you were impatient? It sort of I was pushed you towards different. With my approach with everything. Yeah. So like you know, I suppose that's what got me so far. But it's also like little like when I I left the club I had in, like I was signed to in Italy um, just because I wanted to play first team football. Mm. Um, where if I just sort of stuck it out, you could have I would pushed have yourself there. Yeah. But you don't know that if someone just sat. Someone more experienced just sat you down and just said, listen, you know, it's going to happen. Mm. Just chill for a bit, you know, enjoy some beers. Yeah. Crazy, you know, whatever it is. It a bit more. Yeah, yeah, let it, let it grow from the ground. Yeah. Like. Um, but that's, that was more because I went up in Italy. Um, that's their philosophy there, mm. you know, I suppose. Like they, you know, they, they rarely have a 18, 19, 20-year-old playing in this area. Mm. They generally want you to do like a bit of an apprenticeship and learn the philosophy of how they play and then, by 21, you'll start to get game time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was... yeah. Right. Um, just anything else? Yeah. Just like in your life now, obviously, you know, wife, kids, everything. Yeah. How, how is how is life now? Yeah, pretty good. Got a like, wife. Um, she was from Shep as well, three kids. So, yeah, two girls and a boy. Life's good. Living in Bendigo at the moment. So yeah, nice. It's going good. Um, but yeah, just 
working away, doing our thing. That's right it. Now. Just keep pushing through. Yeah, exactly. All right. Excellent. No, no, thanks so much. No worries. Thanks for coming on. We, um, we appreciate you yeah, giving us the venue to, um, yeah, obviously supporting us. It's uh, massive. Everyone that's come it's out, it's, um, yeah, it's awesome. So we can't thank you enough. No, thanks, so, yeah, thanks, guys. Thank I you. appreciate it.